Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I mean, so you know I've been dying to round out this trilogy of all of my audition for Ross Dress for Less stories by <laughs> letting everyone know I booked it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I just Woo. shot it. Oh my god! Old I- confetti on sale at Ross drops from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Yep. Oh yeah, get ready if you're in a Ross dress for less uh, county or part of the country. I will be in a holiday commercial, probably. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, oversaturating the market. Um, in in my holiday attire with my festive mood. That's great. You're gonna be a hometown hero in Michigan. It's There's this, no uh, Ross huh? there. Oh, really? Hmm. My it's New York, York, like West Coasty, right? It, yeah. I was trying to think if I ever saw one. If Ross became new to me on the West Coast, because we had like Burlington Coat Factory, which we've spoken about. Sure, but that's like a different beast entirely. We could do a whole retail episode God. just on Burlington Coat Factory alone. Remember, you know? Nat- Natalie Jean worked there. That's, um, uh, I mean, so crazy. yeah, we had a place called the Half Price Store. Uh, in Omaha, that was kind of like the same feels, you know, it was very much consignment uh, department, like, you know, B movie department store. You Interesting. Know? Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you ever know what a Filene's basement was? Oh, yeah. They had those in yeah. Chicago. Chicago and New York ago. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are I was gone now. like, it's, it's fine. You know, what are you going to do? Back when you actually had to like go downtown to Chicago to like do your clothes shopping, you know, mm-hmm. and you had to like. Yeah. Whatever. But now guys, just, like, just bring it to my home. Bring it to my home. Order it, send it, whatever. Send it. Speaking um, of uh, being in your home. Hi. Okay. Hello. We're in your ears, in your home. Uh, welcome, welcome to Sidework Podcast. Podcast. We did it together <laughs> as usual. Uh, I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin, who will soon be known as Light Up the Savings Woman. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Light up the savings. Uh, I think light up the I savings s- lady is light better. up the savings lady is better. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the good news, because I know you were worried, everybody, is it's seasonal, so I don't have a conflict in case I booked like a TJ Maxx oh, or or a Marshalls. Actually, great. Like, oh yeah, that's actually, I want so like 
just so you guys know, if like you book an insurance commercial and it's not holiday, you like can't book another insurance commercial for like years or there's a you know a year maybe mm-hmm. depends how much. Yeah. Anyways, like I can't be back in the birth control arena until March 2023 because mm-hmm. I because I booked a birth control commercial. <laughs> it was just a close up of my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Hello. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what else is going on? What else are we missing? It's October. Well, Here we I are. I know. It, it, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the fall feels. Uh, as we have a, it's a little baby heat wave that we're having today. Tiny, but so little, mm-hmm. and it's cool at night. It feels great. I'm done. You know what? I'm gonna quit complaining because there is like next week looks fucking gorgeous. My parents are gonna be in town. We're gonna. No. Eat, a bun- eat a uh, bunch of good food. All sorts of other things to complain yes. about. Just regular With old that. parent stuff. Oh. You're like, I was so, I feel like it's always like, I was really looking forward to this and toward the end, you're like, leave. Um, but know. we love them. We love, the, we love the parents. My mom's already has booked a trip to come and see me in January. And she, because there is a big sale, you know, she likes to get, she likes to scoop the sales, get the low airfare. I like a deal. I like a deal. Mm-hmm. Y'all, how are airfare prices they're horrible i don't yeah. know if i can get home for christmas i don't know what it oh, is. oh well that's a whole look that's christmas is on ouch. like also uh like christmas eve and christmas day or a saturday sunday this year so <sighs> like th- there's many levels that like it's just like moot for me to even attempt to travel um other than prices but everything surrounding the holidays is pretty cheap i mean i'm saying it's like not terrible you just kind of have to like make it your own, and I, I don't. know. I do, like. I guess I'm just sorry. Like complaining about airfare when 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 we're podcasting about the service industry. Anyways, long story short, it's just it's just been expensive as fuck to go from L.A. specifically to Detroit. I couldn't mm-hmm. go to my cousin's wedding because the airfare was sixteen hundred dollars per person. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Claire. Good luck. I don't love you $1,600 worth. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. It's too much. To go to fucking Michigan, I'd like to go to South Africa for that much money. Oh, no, you totally could. You could definitely fly to New Zealand for that that cost. Yes. And, and a pretty pretty good seat, I imagine, too. Like, Hell yeah. You know, not and terrible. We're, we're getting punched in the pussy at the gas pump again, too. Oh, that my shit. God. We're really just, we're really going off. We're really Guys. going off today. Well, well, I know, but the point is, maybe some of us need a little seasonal work. Maybe some of us need a little seasonal job, which we're going to get into as our main Mm -hmm. topic. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mm -hmm. spooky season service industry jobs, they're out there. You can get them if you need, and we'll uh, be unpacking all that. Was it about two years ago that people just started, like, everything is spooky season? That's, like, the fucking catchphrase. People can't stop saying it. Uh, I guess spooky season. Did I TikTok mean, make spooky season a thing? I Probably. Don't, I don't. I I don't know. I just thought it was like shh. I'm going with Shocktober. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. going with like Hollywood, like horror nights, like days, like countdowns. I feel like all of the channels are counting down. They're playing like a horror movie every day, and like everybody has like a different thing they call it, but. I mean, it's kind of spooky season. I think it honestly, if you're if we're looking at like kind of like a zodiac kind of calendar, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're like delving into like the fun, the magic, the party time with like Libra. But as we head toward Halloween and we head toward shadow season, to me, that's way more spooky season when we get more toward like Scorpio season. That's yeah. when she gets 
like dark, Scary. you know, but now it's like, ooh, spooky and fun and cute and witches are sexy. And then it's like, you know, you'll have to face your demons in a few weeks, basically. That's how, yeah. that's my takeaway. Nice. Um, nice. Love that. But, yeah. But let's let's dip into some headlines. I was going to huh? say, speaking of some people having to face some demons. Oh, my Lord. Did you unpack this shit? It is li- so yeah. rough, Andrea. It, it's honestly like, so what's happening is, you guys, in Santa Monica, uh, there's a main drag there on Main Street. Um, and there's it's had a big revival in the past few years. It was kind of dead. And now there's all these new restaurants. Um, and through the pandemic, as we know, everybody has had to like rely on outdoor seating for a lot. Now in Los Angeles, prior to that, as much as you guys would think that there'd be abundant outdoor seating in this town. <sighs> No, no, there's it's, there. There's not. It, it like blew my mind and made me so sad when I moved here. But because of the pandemic and rules that changed now, it's a fucking al fresco town, baby. Oh, baby. It's amazing. But what's happening in Santa Monica is all of these like park parklets, as they're called, where, you mm-hmm. know, you guys, you have the parking spaces that have been converted into parts of the restaurant and tables. Uh, Santa Monica as a city now wants to charge all these restaurants for use of these parking spaces. And yeah. it is not fucking cheap. It is not fucking cheap at all. And it's like it was part of like restaurant revitalization so that we right. wouldn't lose restaurants who, by the way, every single restaurant who's like weighing in, you know, to complain basically about this is like, we're not recovered yet. No. You know, and to come and take $40,000 from Absolutely. us out of the blue. And that's annual is what they're saying, which is like they they break down like per head. They're like, it's not that much money. You're like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Well, it's also at the time where like anybody who got PPE loans, like mm-hmm. you got to start paying them. Like that is happening also right now. Right. So, so you might be paying back your loan already. Right. I don't understand why they want to charge so much goddamn money for it or just charge in general. Just let it all slide for a month. Like, were these parking spaces really making $40,000 a year each plus? Like, I mean, it just seems like another way to, like, gouge, like, you know, local businesses within the community. And, like, you know, what they're saying is there's some restaurants that, yeah, they could afford it if they have a higher, like, per head, you know, count, like, um, depending on what, uh, you know, anybody is spending per pure night. But, like, coffee shops no way right right that's what's making people is just like they just did an across the board if you are some sort of food or beverage no matter what you are they're not applying you know uh like an algorithm based on so we're saying like you're charged the same like you said whether or not you are a big restaurant with a liquor license versus a little place that just sells baked goods and coffee. So you know you don't, you know. And so that's really wild to ask that much money from them. Um, It's just like the other part that's mind-blowing too, right, is some businesses came into fruition based Mm -hmm. on these parklets and the new restaurant revitalization model, meaning there is no indoors You know, because they were like, oh, we'll be like a storefront with all of our tables outside. If so, and we're very low volume as is. So suddenly to pay $40,000 or lose your sit down tables, you're fucked either way. Or face being fined, you know, at the same time if you're not signed up in in time. Because it's all the different 
fucking yeah new ordinances and this is why it's so confusing even these articles that break down like what the city of santa monica is like trying to do and how they're trying to incur them like the way laws are written I, they're not for the simple folk like me my eyes just start to roll in oh, the I know. back of my head i'm like somebody like make a shiny video to break it all down for me like you know get like alana glazer to come tell me who to vote for like that's kind of where i'm at you adam know? adam come ruin this yeah right <laughs> I mean, glad it exists. People need it. It's very, you know, make it quirky and fun. Make us like razzed for it. But yeah, it it is interesting, especially, you know, because Santa Monica wants to make outdoor dining permanent. I just think there could be better ways to do it. Just fucking charge more at the fucking parking structures. Just like charge everybody a dollar more, you know? It's it's so nuts to just put it on the shoulders of a barely existing, only just recently starting to thrive and do better restaurant scene in Santa Monica that we're all happy about. I know. And they just revital. I know. I know. It's, uh, totally it's such crazy. a bummer. Anyways, that's like a heartbreaking situation. Um, and no other city in uh, the L.A. County is doing it. So it's I just can't Santa even Monica. imagine what the rents are at, at a Main Street. I Santa know. Monica. It's crazy. It's, yeah. Who it's fucking insane. So insane I'm curious. Expensive. Yeah. I'm curious to hear if any sort of malarkey like this is happening um, in your town. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're suddenly being slapped with fines for mm-hmm. surviving a pandemic when everyone was forced to eat outside. Totally. This is just so nuts. Well, it's we'll interesting too, because especially moving into fall, I mean, obviously we had the luxury of like having outdoor dining 365 here for the right. most part, you know, with some heat lamps, but like everybody else is shutting her down for the season, you know, right. for the most right. part. But, but who knows? Yeah. Still like, it would be great to know if you guys is, you know, especially if cities are deciding to keep a lot of these structures permanent within the city, how they expect you to foot the bill. <laughs> All right. Next article. <laughs> this one's great, Brooke, that you found. Um, a Pennsylvania well, diner has ordered, uh, has been ordered to hand $1.35 million to workers after it used tips to pay wages. Yeah. And Marlon from Modern Waiters emailed this to us. He's got a weird email address. Um, it's his other business. But anyways, at first I was like, who's this from? And I was like, oh, it's the modern waiter. Uh, but yeah, get this. There's finally some payback for the abusive work model where you have the managers or owners basically stealing your tips. They would basically take uh, 10 to 15 percent of the total tips paid to bussers wages um, and also the servers. And it's coming back, blow back, like in the best possible way. 107 servers at the restaurant are going to get in on this $1.35 million of back pay owed to them uh, after being ripped for however many years. I mean, here's the thing. So they were taking, so as, depending on what the rules are and whatever, I mean, any restaurant I had ever worked at, you take 15% of your wages and that goes to bussers and then 5% of your liquor sales and that goes to bar, Right. And that's just kind of how it is, 10 to 15%, like whatever it is. Now, since the Fair Labor Standards Act passed um, in 2018, it's really interesting because that more or less just allowed a bigger tip pool share. So you could share it through the back of the house where like servers would basically just still tip out the same amount, but then like extra tips were going to back of the house at the same time because, mm-hmm. you know, like service starts in back of house and ends in front. Right. Sure. Um but this is my question because I'm like, so did they use the tip outs and like that they made it the hourly wages for the bussers? Is that specifically what they did? I assume. 
I yes, I think that's correct, but it's <laughs> so fucked. So, so then they were also crazy. like, so do what I don't get tipped out by the servers either. Like that's fucking nuts though. <laughs> because you know. <laughs> well, and of course the the restaurant owners of this Empire Diner in Pennsylvania, they're like oh, we experienced unintentional difficulties with record keeping. We didn't know about. We didn't know this was going on until we got audited. Oh <laughs> and you're God. just like, wow. They're like, what? When the truth comes out, we're pretty sure this whole situation will, will be reversed. And you're like, no, no, it won't. You will be found to be a criminal restaurant owner, yeah, just dude. like, yeah, dude. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for these servers in Pennsylvania and uh, same situations happening at a Texas barbecue restaurant uh, where they were ordered to pay $230,000 to workers after their tips were all just spread around and shared with managers and salaried mm-hmm. no, people no, see, in that, that situation. That's not good. Sorry, you choose to be a manager, you don't get tips. That's how it works. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yowzers. What a mess, what a mess. What a mess. I mean, this shit's happening all over Karma. the place. I mean, just Karma, these baby. two stories. I mean, there's probably a dozens more that just either not are not being reported or getting pressed that we just can't find. But uh, Oh, and like as an aside, like basically headlines and stories are coming out like left and right that like when the PPP loans were given out, it's the most amount of fraud across the board that's ever simultaneously happened in America at once. Um, And just so many people ripping off and playing the system and just using it for personal gains. And then you have all these restaurants that we loved that disappeared because people are fucking shysters. Anyways. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. All right. All right. Well, there's so many more headlines out there, but we'll get back to them next week. But now let's dive into a little server Reddit life. Yeah. (laughs) Server life Reddit. God, this this board, this board just gives me life. I've also been cackling uh, at we want plates never fails <laughs> and then this has nothing to do with food but the other night because uh, I got kook slammed in front of Andrea a week ah, ago that's a great Instagram account dude so I- kook slams I've been following for years and it is if you guys don't know kook slams already it's essentially people just wiping the fuck out typically in an ocean scenario yes or a body of water scenario yes um and a lot of time you're just like did they die (laughs) i know it's a lot of what you see but god damn it i as a as a a, an advocate and lifelong fan of america's funniest home videos kook slams fucking gets me I, you know, Sean heard me cackling from the other room. I went to bed early and I was like, I'm going to wind down with some kook slams. And I got riled the fuck up. I was laughing so hard. Brian and I like all cackle from the other room or he does. And then the other one goes whatever. And then usually a beat. and One of us just goes kook slams. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, ah, ah, I know. I know what you're saying. It's too uh, good. Okay. It's too good. Well, this was a recent topic on server life on Reddit. I just fucking got such a kick out of this. Someone posted, 
jokes guests have said that were actually funny question mark and then the body of the post I was bartending last night made a virgin pina colada that sat in my bar pass for a few minutes lady waiting for a table at the bar asks what I made and when I told her she said yeah I could tell it was a virgin because no one is touching it. (laughs) I just about died laughing. I'm a sucker for dad jokes and puns. And this just hit my funny bone in a good way. Reddit community. Any good jokes from your tables? And my God, like a hundred or more people chimed in with funny shit if you want to go back and forth with some of these. I'll take this first one for sure. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, this couple in their late 80s was in. They were nice enough, but not very chatty. And at the end of the meal, the wife said, I have a question for you. I figured something about the meal or restaurant, so I was taken aback when she said, what do you call two guys in a window? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't even realize at this point it was a setup and was more concerned about a possible dementia episode. Curtain rod, she said. It broke my brain. <laughs> Curtain and rod. Curtain and rod. Oh, I get it. Oh, my God. Just that stealth last minute, just getting in a joke. She's just been like in a- and she's been tight in the vault for years, I would imagine, if you're in your 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's hard to multitask when you get older. You have to concentrate on maybe just eating your soup and accomplishing that. And so then when that's done, you're like, now it's joke time. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. Anyways. OK, here's another one. I've never heard this. Mixed feelings about it. People will say we're ready for our William. I've Never heard that. And I loved it. What's uh... short for William? Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, 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 so yeah. apparently this is Sorry. way more. Could you get Adam to explain it to me? <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, ready for our William. I and looked I at Brian like, and he just mouthed Bill to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'd be the server that's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? No. Oh, that's hilarious. I like it. I'll never say it, but I like it. Nobody Apparent- tell my nobody ever tell my mom this joke. <laughs> nobody. Nobody tell my mom this joke. Yeah. It's truly like everyone was chiming in the comments going like, I hear that one all the time. And I was just like, must be regional. <laughs> must be regional. <laughs> Take this next one since that one was so weak. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Because that next one's really funny. All right. Not a guest, uh, but I bartended for many years and may still go back after my leave. But my own spouse says this all the time like every time we go out I'd say three to ten times it's understood the first oh the same thing uh first time he says it just the William please or better yet he'll say we're just looking for the William and he'll kind of look around he's pretty goofy and funny and charming so it always gets a laugh even if he needs to explain it those those two were meant to go together sorry I meant to put them together Put an A and a B. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you got to read them both because it's true. Um, here we go. Not a joke, but the funniest thing a table ever told me was through a mouthful of food. Tell the, tell the chef this food fucks hard. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's a great compliment. Wild. That's I love it. Amazing. I'm laughing a little bit. If someone said that to me, well, I'd, I'd be, be like, like, I totally, I'd be like, fuck yeah, it does. Uh, food's uh, ram in my mouth. Um, yeah, I, yeah. This yeah, this food really took my mouth to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> on a journey, the chef took my mouth on a journey to Pound Town. That's for sure. <laughs> Love that. 
I love that. Okay, so I have a very sweet old couple that comes in every week. He helps her up to the bar stool and then puts her walker aside. They drink Jack and Cokes. Oh, look, it's going to be me and Sean. Uh, last week, they were ordering their dinners, and he said, she doesn't like anything too spicy. Okay, no problem. Then he says, it's a wonder why she married me. Oh, oh, and oh. then gave me the up and down eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I about died. And she just looked at him like, are you still being a turd after all these years? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not good. Look, I love my life and I love Brian. But God damn it. Sometimes I'm just like, who the fuck is this person? And why would things like this come out of their mouth? And I'm from the 1940s. I'm from the 1940s. I don't think, I think it, you know, depends on like whatever party you have. I'm sure I say cheesy dumb shit too, but it's just hilarious to be like so like revolted in public by your partner when they say (laughs) dumb shit. It's like such a specific feel you get, you know? Just like, I hate you. Yeah. God, I I hate hate you. I hate you. Are we getting an appetizer? <laughs> I'll split one. God, I hate you. God, uh, that's so funny. Okay. Uh, our men's room is a single person restroom. And I had a four top of two couples. One gentleman goes to use the restroom and comes back a while. Uh, and oh, it comes back. And while I'm at the table, uh, he goes, it's a one holer, just like my wife. <laughs> Funny enough as it is, but then the wife chimes in sounding seriously offended and goes, that is not true. <laughs> I have, We've got two. That's pretty we, good. We've got two. I love it. He's like, she won't holder. let me put it in her butt. Or maybe she only lets me put it in her butt. Yeah. That would be funnier. We didn't specify. I've, I, I wanted to have a kid, but she won't let me fuck her anywhere other than in the butt. Uh, that's that's not true brian (laughs) uh that's hilarious i love people (laughs) people are wild people are good and you have to just sit there and witness it so you get your tip anyway um here's the part where we're like hey guys is any of these jokies happening at work inspired you to send us some service submitted stories about jokes that got told to you at work i mean so if they have Send them to us, or better yet, send us ghost stories about haunted workplaces um, or just spooky things in general because, yep, we're fucking thirsty for it. It's yes. October. Mm-hmm. Horny for ghosts. Super, it's horny ghost time here at Sidework Podcast. Um, yeah, we'll just be sitting in our ectoplasm, mm-hmm, sliding around panties. in our. <laughs> Waiting, just waiting for that ghost dick. Like I, I don't know where my brain's going right now. Sorry, right. I just totally know it. what you mean, though. I'm horny. Yeah. At least they get it. I'm trying to make you know metaphors and stuff. But uh. ectoplasmpanties at gmail dot com. <laughs> you know where to find us. Sideworkpod at gmail dot com. <laughs> my pussy juice glows in the dark. Dot com. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. 
How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. All right. So, Brooke, what are we talking about today? Well, today, I mean, God, let's just lean into it. I've heard it said about 15 times today. So I'm out of my own mouth. It's spooky season service industry time, bitches, a.k.a. because Halloween has become as major as the holidays that revolve around, you know, Christmas and what have you. It is like now a month long seasonal sort of employment that you can pick up. Yeah. I feel like I'm behind the curve because I did not even decorate my front porch for Halloween yet, you know? And it is the sixth. Yeah, so you got a little bit of time, you know? Plus, it could be, like, autumnal and then, like, roll into Thanksgiving-ish. You get some mums and some pumpkins and, you know, but we all know you want, like, bats and cobwebs and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think like I think the key is you get a nice setup of uncarved pumpkins mm-hmm. that stay on your porch so that after the 31st you um remove all of the uh you know decapitated skeleton hands mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. elegantly glide into mm-hmm. a Martha Stewart <laughs> totally. Yeah, <laughs> type, sure. but yeah. Then you, you just like it. spray everything with like gold glitter spray and on your pumpkins and it really One- shines it all up. One handy. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, so also, by the way, living in a hot desert climate, a carved pumpkin lasts about two days in the sun. I think like four hours, you know? (laughs) It's so (laughs) nasty. It's really sad. You're like, especially when you're trying to like pregame, I definitely did it. And I, I'll be like, you come home from work and you're like, what happened here? There's it's been a, a massacre. <laughs> it's a murder scene for sure. Like Ugh. I already murdered it once, but someone murdered it again. You know? Okay. In, uh, in honor of our good buddy, Jocelyn, our eco-conscious corner, which we've missed the last year and a half or so. Uh, it is true that the, like the waste we create from simply just growing pumpkins to decorate them and then fucking throw them into landfills instead of composting, get rid. It's like it apparently accounts for like two percent of overall garbage. Dude, the amount of like so methane much. gas that it's producing is probably crazy. Not good in landfills. We- Everything you we sh- do is stupid. Like, <sighs> you should be able to just throw that shit in your yard waste bin, y'all. Like, you know, just especially if they're full, let like it, whole pumpkins. Yeah. Just let like it break for- down. Let mm-hmm. it compost. <gasps> oh, I just saw a fucking thing on Cook's Illustrated side note about composting, composting and like eco-friendly corner. Uh, Cook's Illustrated posted this gelatin that you can add to grease or oil that you want to dispose of. And it solidifies and turns the grease you want to dispose of into like jello. And you can throw it right into your compost pile, your compost Ooh. bin, and get rid of it that way. And nice. of pouring grease like fucking gravy all over your shit, you know? Blew my mind. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I make the little foil boat and I, I drizzle it in there and then just dump it in the trash. Yeah, but we're big. We're like, you know, the old, we, we keep jars, the old, like a Rayo's jar full of bacon grease is kind of how it all goes down at my house. But if you could just like throw it all back in, melt it down and just gel it up and just toss her in a compost bin. Wowie-zy, wowsy. Pretty like nice. That. All right. So I like that. And that was Eco-Conscious Corner. Yay. We're back. 
we're back. We're back. Spooky season, baby. All right. So, y'all, do you get second jobs on top of your serving jobs? Do you work at places that, you know, like the October season is your fucking busy season because we're going to get into a few places that this is their time to shine. Totally. But still, this is like crazy because usually it's like, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas is is seasonal, but not no more, baby. No, it's October 1st to November 1st now, baby. Wow. Wow. Maybe, you know, maybe even a little bit beyond. But um, just off the top of our heads, these are Halloween jobs that you all can pick up for seasonal employment. You can, of course as we talked about a year ago, be a haunted house actor, which is wow. a lot of fun if you do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it takes I know a special type. I would do like not scary like every year. I have a couple of friends that would go down and like- Not scary farm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is what not scary farm is. That That's what they turn into during spooky season. Um, I would imagine the same thing would go down with like, I mean, we're- we're planning a big the uh, haunted hayride is a thing in here in LA, which is a huge outdoor hayride. Um, and then you get these awesome haunted mazes, but I mean that attracts thousands and thousands of people. Thousands, my God. Uh, right. And so obviously, if you live anywhere that there is some sort of theme park, like clearly we've got the Universal Studios, the Disney Worlds, like you said, Knott's Berry, like being an actual theme park actor for like, I mean, Universal Studios goes balls to the wall with Halloween yeah, Horror Nights. sure do. That's got to be a full-time job. I mean, I don't know if I you bet have... people come in. I bet people stay and they want to come in every year and do it just for the thrill of it. And they're like, they'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to make fucking cash money for two months. Because it opens... It opened like mid September this year. Oh, and really? I, yeah. Like I had a, I have a, I had a client who was going like during the heat wave. I was like, what? Like well, no lines, I guess. But. No, no, no. Hey, nothing scarier than a hundred and five degrees. I'm like, scared of heat stroke. I sure am. It's very spooky. Yeah. Um, but candy store worker looks like it can be an extra money maker. I didn't even really think about this, but definitely like seasonal. I mean, through the holidays for sure. But now you've got like an actual extension uh, of work. So, uh, you know, a seasonal job now could be a whole quarter of work for you. Whole you know, quarter. Whole quarter, financially speaking. You know what? Make up your own haunted tour. Become a haunted tour guide, I say. Yeah. You can post that shit on Airbnb, though, That's as an experience. That's very true. That's very, very true. You know? I do like that. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out to, like, the late, great Loretta Lynn uh, because she was, like, known for I me. Mean, she she was, like, had her psychic abilities, was mm-hmm. known to live in a super haunted house. Oh, yes. And then they found out, like, her and her daughters would see ghosts all the time. I don't know if you can tour the property now, but she's definitely done, like, haunted, like, shows about it about the property. So after the fact, when they started seeing like apparitions of soldiers, they found out there were nine Confederate soldiers buried on the property. It's a lot to find out. I think I saw her talking about that. She communes with her husband who passed away too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm 100%. I think she just, she started seeing spirits since she was like, since she was a kid, she saw him. It was just like, she just had, she had the touch. She had the magic. She, she had, had the, the shine. The, she shine. Had the shine. Um, yeah, but 100%, like, make up your own experience. Well, I, you know, meanwhile, I'm like, let's walk by all of my ex's home. <laughs> this one's a commitment phobe. Uh, oh, like, I got oh. finger banged in this. <laughs> With a spooky skeleton finger. But I was like, gross. Fingers like skeletons. Um, uh, 
Okay. Yeah, uh, but he- heads up makeup artists and creatives. There are so many sort of like whether it's daytime parades, festivals, like park gatherings or professional work that you're doing that someone hires, you know, well, you're going to get hired for all of this shit, but like fun to whimsical to really uh-huh, scary, uh-huh. you know, face painting and makeup. This is oh, a yeah. great time to put Rich your- people will hire you to do their makeup for their big parties. That's for sure. Fuck like yes. for yeah. probably two weekends in a row. And I know people and they can, you can charge so much money to me. It's like, you know, I know that there are sites better than just Craigslist these days. I mean, I'm sure, especially too, it's like you can use social media to get a following word of mouth, but it's like, you've got a skill, get it out there right now. Make some extra money. This mm-hmm. country's experiencing inflation. I know it's for sure. <laughs> oh, uh, tarot card readers, you know, Sita, that's what she used to do during a spooky season. She went from catering to tarot card reader at big catered events around Halloween and like would make bang, bang. doing that. I mean, I don't think she has to do it anymore. I wonder if no. she still would though. Um, but even now, I think this is the time of year where more people are wanting you to like read their tarot cards. Like even Nadia is doing like psychic work like online. She got vetted for this like psychic, like it's not like an 800 number, but you can like, kind of it's like how you can do online therapy and you can text your therapist and like text back and forth with them and talk to them on the phone it's like that but for psychics not sold anyways <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm people like that stuff i'm just saying i get it listen we have a very good friend whose stupid ex-boyfriend paid an online witch to cast a spell on him so he'd win the lottery newsflash he didn't they're not together anymore anyways <laughs> I like you like seance leader. What do you call that? What, I like, know. I was just like, but they lead like medium, the seance. The yeah, medium. no, for sure. Someone to be like, okay, like, I mean, seance host. I do think, I don't know if I could just, that seems like you're walking down a dark pathway. Just I like, don't think so. Like, no, about- no, no. I, I guess I mean, if it's more like, look, I have heard of seances where people truly contact like loved ones and like have crazy experiences and people that lead them. And I, I have heard insane stories. My brain for like spooky season just goes with like the kitsch of it. And it's like, if you don't know what you're doing, you can like fuck everybody. You know, it's how horror movies start. It is. It is. I, you know, I got to talk to a medium about a year ago and it was very, cool and calm but he also is the kind of guy who goes along with ghost hunting sort of adventures to help them figure out what kind of energy or spirit is there that's when it's scary and he's just like ew yuck he's like the the energy here is just so bad and it's thick and the air feels like it's oh god it's yeah real spooky stuff thank god you know yeah. That being said, there are definitely like amazing seances that go on in the city with like really gifted people where you can go find some shit out and it's a crazy. Yeah. But again, if you're that person, get it going or you can. Um, <laughs> wait, Odomay wait, Brown. Wait, wait. Uh, Odomay you- Brown? <laughs> Not Odomay Brown. Fuck. What's your name from Ghost? Whoopi. Odomay well, Brown. Be- Odomay Brown. Okay. You can yeah. go that route too, where you are fraudulently mm-hmm. connecting. Until you're not. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then Sam. Do you get Sam hot Patrick through. Swayze yeah. ghost who's like, then you like, oh. I mean, that's pretty hot if you think about it. Like, they were basically a throuple for a little bit there, if you think about it. They Him were and Demi. Whoopi, Demi, mm-hmm. and Patrick were a throuple 
first. That was <laughs> for the duration of uh, fucking Unchained Melody. Mm-hmm. It's hot stuff. That was hot stuff. <laughs> Uh, now, this one actually sounds like the hardest and the most frustrating because it's retail mixed with just chaos, but working at one of those Halloween superstores. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wowsy, wowsy. The pop up of all pop ups. We love we love to hate to see them to be like, oh, that went out of business. Oh, now it's a fucking Halloween pop up store. Yo, there bro. is something fun about going into like a Walgreens or a, or a Toys R Us, if you will, or something that used to be a, a Ross dress for less, perhaps, you know, that type of vehicle, a Fylines basement. And you're kind of like, you see it like down to the pun intended, like skeletal, like, you know, it's bare bones. And then just, you just kind of like see, I don't know. It's very interesting to be like, oh, this used to be like where the candles were, you know? And now it's clown makeup. Now it's clown makeup. And I love that like one, you know, like a a whole, you could spend a whole shift being assigned to telling people that can't try on the wigs. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's your whole job is slapping them with a ruler being like, don't put it on your head. I made an extra 3000 bucks this month just for telling people they can't try wigs on actually. You put it on your head, you buy it. Um, Which is like, come on. I I think that's common sense. But that's how we all end up with so many stupid wigs is because they're like, you can't try it out. I know. Well, but sometimes you can like actually work at the fancy like wigs behind. Wigs behind where they do have it in some of the fancier Halloween shops. Have you been to the crazy Halloween shops in Burbank? Like the ones that are open 24, I'm sorry, 365 days a year. Oh, but like, right. They, but they get crazy during Halloween. Have you actually gone in and seen like the costumes they sell and the masks they sell and how insane it is in there? Yeah. We all should I, go let's in go. if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause all I know is my first year here, I got invited through a person to go to the Halloween party at like the executive producer of all the American horror story Ryan uh, Murphy? It wasn't Ryan Murphy's. It's a okay. VP. Her, her, it's a it's a woman. Um, okay. I won't name her name, but uh so it was like all of her coworkers and it was the people. This was the season that that was the um circus, like or the traveling oh. um Okay, okay. God, they've made like 40 seasons since I that know. season. It's so <laughs> crazy. But when you think that it was like the art department, costume, special effects, this whole People huge team. Bring they brought it so hard. I was like, fuck yeah. This is like me like living my best LA life. And uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was cool. That was cool as fuck. But you could also be a costume designer. Yes. And put that out there for people. We have yes. friends who make extra money this time of yeah. year. Like Tiff yeah. Putterbaugh. Tiff Putterbaugh, for sure. Like hit him up and be like, especially if you have a vision like to have a vision executed it's like worth all the money you pay for it as opposed to having like a fucking like $60 like onesie that's supposed to be pants and a vest and and boots and all you know yeah there's a lot going on with that as somebody who's currently piecing together a couple Halloween costumes with some some ideas in her brain it's uh, there's a lot of it's a it's a whole process if you you know Mm -hmm. like like many other areas in life for me, I'm a procrastinator and I'm yeah. a famous Halloween procrastinator, but yeah, part we of usually me, pull it together. You know, we do. We pull something together, but um, 
Two last ideas for extra money, Megan. You can professionally carve pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know where you go hawk your goods. <laughs> You're like, you need that carved? I mean, people, I think that's, again... This is going to be something like if you're if you're living like in a you, you're a part time florist also, you know, on top mm-hmm. of other things that you do. Mm-hmm. If you're also going in and doing these big setups for like I'm talking like we got you got to come with us. Some of these like neighborhoods this year, Brooke, like in L.A. is fucking I'm, bonkers. I'm going for, to. I'm no, way, I know. I'm way but, more in this year. I'm way yeah. more in bonkers for Halloween. L.A. is you guys. And like um, there's definitely like professionally carved pumpkins all over Toluca Lake. Like, I mean, not to mention like, you know, entire moving animatronics of like Beetlejuice characters with like the Michael Keaton voice with fucking a sandworm and a fireball. Like, you know, the it's biggest awesome. inflatable inflatable pumpkin I've ever seen in my whole life. It's just, I love that's it. That's the kind of people that are like, yeah, just professionally carve all these pumpkins for us. Here's money. We don't want to touch them. And then come take them away for us too. And, you know, Put them in a land, or not put them in a compost pile. Yeah, not right, right. Bin. It's it's because we don't get snow and cozy like New England feels during Christmas holidays. So we go big during Halloween. Well, and it's fucking Hollywood, baby. You know, of so. course, everyone works in the industry. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, confectioner and bakers is a huge one, too. I mean, everybody wants those spooky treats, you know, those fucking delightful webbed sugar cookies and whatnot. Just make it all look spooky and then I'll shove it in my face. Shove it in your face. Um, So here, that being said, okay, pumpkin spice Uh season is a $500 million industry. PSLs. And it eats up. Because you need to do seasonal work just to make extra PSLs at Starbucks. I would imagine you just be like, (laughs) God, you just get hired. You're the, you're on right, pumpkin you s- duty you the smell whole so time. Bad. I can't even fucking walk into a grocery store with Starbucks anymore without like almost without being like Bleh, because like the stinky Starbucks milk smell is so bad. No I other know. coffee shop has I that know. smell. Is it's like it's that it, no? It's the Starbucks stank. I'm gonna have to say that. <laughs> oh my god! So like so it, it is Bloomberg obviously like financial news. Uh, what we're experiencing right now is the PSL, which is the pumpkin spice latte effect. (laughs) So it's like the world gets slapped upside the head with it end of August. And then that's when Starbucks and Dunkin' just start going hard on our relationship with pumpkin spice. It is, it's... So, okay, so it's like consumers and marketers are trying to study our brains, why some people react so violently and have such a strong relationship with pumpkin spice. Um, It's basically like a limited time Mm -hmm. availability is a Mm -hmm. big part of it, right? And then all of your positive olfactory associations when you're thinking of home and cooking and the fall and, you know, indulging your sweet tooth. And you're like, listen, this is just the two months a year that I let myself drink pumpkin dessert for my coffee. Yeah, I just want to lose my tan and fatten up like a normal person. I mean, that's what people are like. People are like, it's just, it's been just such a hard summer. I mean, summer's terrible. I can't wait until summer's over. Well, so, it's a weird thing because during summer, you don't lean into like comfort food per uh-huh. se, right? You're hot, you want cold things. And so it is sort of saying, like, take a hike, summer. I want my comforting right. nutmeg and hot stuff. I love that, like, hot dogs you know. and hamburgers and 
fucking potato salads and macaroni salads. Like, and let's not come like, for yeah, food. not comfort. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's made so violently mm. on a grill. I don't know. <laughs> outside. It's cooked outside. That's why, you know? Yeah. Over uh, an open flame, so you know? Um, well, I um, liked the whole, look, the original pumpkin spice latte is pumpkin beer, in my opinion. That's the OG. Like, if we're really going to go back to like, pumpkin fall flavored things for years like that's all you could get was just like pumpkin beer and like discovering that when you were young or at least you know old enough to drink young um i thought was great and that's very seasonal too i mean it's a huge industry Mm -hmm. at the same time but it's a it's like people who make seasonal ales are just like get it like get it in and get it the fuck out we don't want it lurking you know Right, right. Because it's like it, it, the door slams shut and it's like you've already bottled all yeah, that pumpkin yeah. ale and like a little something, something pumpkin yeah. ale, well, <laughs> shit like that. Like, and, and, it hits- you know, people will still do pumpkin ales, I think, around Thanksgiving, but the second it turns into the holiday season, people right. want their winter ales, you know, and then nobody wants to drink that shit like at, into the new year. No one's going to be like, you want this pumpkin ale? And you're like, how long has this been sitting in your fridge, fucking Darren? Darren just invite yeah. me to your here's, house with a bunch of pumpkin beer to feed me. Leftover Blech. pumpkin ale? What kind of host are you? If you, ever, if you ever see someone drinking a pumpkin ale at the beach, uh, run. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on where you are. If it's like a nice, you're wearing a sweater and, you know, it's like you're, it's October and up in the Pacific Northwest in like Washington, people are drinking num num in that okay, shit. Okay, fine. I know. I'm ta- I'm in talking summer, about July yes, too, heat yes. wave and someone's like, mmm, a pumpkin, <laughs> yeah, some refreshing for cold sure. pumpkin. That's how I feel about Blue Moon. Blue Moon's essentially a pumpkin ale, you know, in 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 my opinion. Ugh. Um, but you know, but breweries themselves like get tons of action during a holiday spooky season, if you will. And I think that's because you're getting a lot of fall ales coming into the mix. Again, like we said, people just kind of want that warm, comforting, like get out of the cold and like sip on some like heavier brews, um, which I think is super fun, you know? And again, I think it's smarter too having limited mm-hmm. supply because then that really makes people want to grab it mm-hmm. while they can. You know, there's that crazy beer called like Pliny the yeah, Elder there, or there's whatever Pliny that the is. Elder, they- which is... That one is out more often, but there's one called Plenty of the Younger. Does that come out in spring usually? Or fall? I can't even remember. I also can't keep track of like when things happen since I've moved to LA because the weather is the same all the time. My brain is broken. But we live on a hamster wheel. Pliny the Elder, um, which is kind of abundantly available much more than it ever used to be. But Pliny the Younger is a huge deal. But any beers like this, I know that Half Acre does their big hugs that comes out in the fall and people flip their shit for it and line up for blocks and blocks in the morning to like get their fucking mouth wrapped around a pint of that. You know, all these beers are also... We should add most seasonal ales going from fall to winter are all like going to be like 10% beers, you know, like you, with a real specific way they're supposed to make you feel. <laughs> Cozy mm-hmm. and drunk. Yeah. Sweater weather drinking for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can feel yeah. on a sweater. I mean, and some of these beers do, especially if you're on, you know, working at a restaurant, like it's hard to have a whole keg of pumpkin ale on tap and be like, 
okay, like, yeah. is this no, a no, terrible no, do idea that. or is this a really good idea depending on how much you're pushing out there? Cause like, again, then you're just be selling like cheap ass pints of pumpkin beer just to fucking blow through it. And like the whole bar is just mm. going to smell like pumpkin beer. It's a whole situation. You're throwing up pumpkins beer yeah. later. I don't yeah. want to smell that either. Yeah. Yeah, it smells worse than Starbucks can be. The old pumpkin stink at Starbucks. But I've definitely, uh, Trader Joe's is a crazy place for pumpkin spice things also, if you guys didn't. They they push a pumpkin agenda, It's period, really a lot. <laughs> pumpkin everything. <laughs> and they need <laughs> to cool their yeah, jets it's there. It's really here, pretty here. crazy. I'm like, why would you, it's like, there's like pumpkin spice detergent. Um, But... The one thing that I've gotten because, you know, I've been dealing with this like good situation still for like uh, acid reflux for about oh, five or six weeks, guys. It's really great. Uh, my body's crazy. But the one thing that I've really liked from the pumpkin spice Trader Joe's land is the pumpkin overnight oats. So it's just like real all the good go. enzymes in my belly and everything's good. Um and you're talking to a bitch that hasn't had coffee in almost like six weeks. And so it's real, Brooke. <laughs> no PSLs for me. <sighs> no, no, I, I don't envy you. Um, well, let's end on a fun yeah. little note of uh, some shout outs to breweries that embrace their spooky year round, but especially you know, see a lot of uh, business, maybe some tourism coming from all over to, you know, Get there, scary on. But uh, I love that this article on, uh, it's called, sorry, this uh, website, excuse me, Hop Culture, is basically like, you know, once upon a full moon, beer and witches went hand in hand because as we all know, in medieval times, alewives were the ones who were brewing yeah. the beer. And then we were like, burn the witch, take the beer and burn the bitch. Um you know, monks and witches, we have to thank for those lovely ales we we consume mm-hmm. these days. Um, but basically, yeah, the black cats, uh, the pointy ones, that's how they would distinguish themselves in public markets. And the brooms were hung over front doors to let people know that beer was being Whoa. sold there. And the black cauldrons were used as a kettle for boiling yeah. wort. So why the demonization? Mm. Yeah. You know? I, I'm with you. It's I'm so crazy. It's, yeah, it's... These ladies uh, just wanted to get everything's crazy. They cackle like that because they're fucking lit and having a great time. Dip shit. Exactly. <laughs> God. You should have heard me... Yeah, it was like... It was like if you were to heard me cackling at kook slams in olden days, you'd be like, a witch. <laughs> yeah, burner. A witch. Um, <laughs> also, because you had a phone so, in your hand, they'd do that too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Magic. Exactly. So in Superior, Wisconsin, shout out to Thirsty Pagan Brewery. Um, this place was originally called the Twin Ports when it opened in the mid 90s. Uh, he wanted to, ch- the new owner wanted to change the name, keep the same initials. So therefore, we went to Thirsty Pagan. Um, yeah, but basically, um, he had has a head brewer who wanted to imbue I say or like infuse her pagan practice with her brewing so she's like the he- female head witch Ooh. brewer at this place in Wisconsin is fucking sexy um, and so this is like a real great hot spot and basically it's got the Samhain spirit year round that's how you say that 
even though it's spelled <laughs> Samhain. It's called Samhain. Um, but basically, yeah, she learned in her coven, training to the spiritual aspects of her beers, as she put it. She says brewing is magic, and so beer is inherently magical. I mean, yeah, I, I, would, that. I would agree with that. A fully, um, what's this, a big rip brewing company out of Kansas City. Um, so this is a sci-fi monster-themed uh, brewery, and the name comes from the theory that one day every single atom in the universe will be <laughs> ripped apart. I like to think of it as the opposite of the Big Bang, says their head brewer, Bree Burrows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so you're going to get um, basically um, mythical creature, horror, B-movies, all of which invite everyone in, to, you know, people who are big fans of that. This is for, like, um, people who love Evil Dead and people who love Scream and Friday the Thirteenth and all you know, I'm that's this is very fun. <laughs> this is so fun. Wait, and this is oh, this is in Kansas mm-hmm. City, Missouri. Okay, I fucking love this. Wait, and they're like, uh, there's a beer coming the in big- October called Try and Tear oh. Me Down. Which is the UK's queer brewing project, which I'm like, that's a lyric to Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh my god. Try and tear me down. Whoa. Um, and then they also have the big I'm part the is also they release Pennywise, a sweet potato beer that's big rips take on a pumpkin beer concept made with a hundred pounds of sweet potatoes brewed in to the mash and pumpkin pie spice, vanilla, and brown sugar. Wow. And then locally here for us in Carson, California, there's the Phantom Carriage Brewery. Um, They're really devoted to horror cinema. And basically, uh, well, so, okay. They are so, okay. The name of the Swedish film Korkarlan is, uh, their name is derived from, but I'm also like, wait, what the fuck? Phantom Carriage. Oh, got it. So it revolves around the legend that the last person to die each year is the one who has to drive <laughs> death's carriage and collect the souls of everyone the following oh, cool. year. I I mean, when this is the mythology and the brand and what they're all it. about, and I want to like hang out there. world brewing techniques, you know? That's fun. I love that. Fun. How far is Carson? I don't know. Brian's looking it up for us. Oh, south of there Los Angeles. Okay, we, we could, could go. go. Okay, we've got like a date night. Yeah, and they've got like a dark cavernous tap room. Yeah, that feels like you're, un- you know, I don't, it, there's a scene. They set a scene for sure. Oh, yeah. And they're they're going to be yeah playing like horror movies, doing chilling events, do a live zombie makeup demonstration and tarot card readings. Guys, go apply for a job here. ASAP. Um, okay, so then in Fort Monroe, Virginia, the Oozel Finch Craft Brewery. Wow, this is so crazy. Okay, so basically, um, this is a decommissioned army fort, which is both creepy and full of lore. And as history goes, Captain H.M. Merriam supposedly had the very first sighting of the Oozel Finch outside the Fort Monroe Officers Club in 1905, which is now the unofficial mascot of this air defense artillery. Mm. This fowl is said to have no feathers or eyelids, red bloodshot eyes and a long (laughs) neck, and it flies backwards at mock speeds. (laughs) Oh, my God. They are high on their own supply, but that is fucking awesome. And apparently... There's a lady in white, a ghost looking for her murdered lover, also known as the Moat Monster. I'm all in, Virginia. I believe it. I love that. Uh, Carson's basically Long Beach, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Ooh, we can do that. I mean, I'm going to Chicago in two weeks uh, and I'm about to drink all the cider. So which is another very Uh. fall flavored, delightful treat to be had, too, is all the delicious, delicious cider from the harvest season. So I'm excited about it. Um, Obviously, we'll have more spooky episodes coming at you guys. Just this just tip of the spooky iceberg. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Of course. Our favorite season. It's it's so it's so fun to theme everything around it, mm-hmm. you know. And then we just roll on out and end the yeah, year, you know. Sure. It's all over. It's all, it's over. all over after October 31st. Basically. Not, not at all. Um, but you guys, please, any separate submitted stories, submit it to sideboardpod at gmail.com. Other than that, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Oh, God's oh, good tip, guys. Talk to you next week. Be careful out there. It's spooky season.